Hello, and thank you for tuning in. This is Love What I Love, a podcast where we beg our partner to love something we do, whether it be a movie, TV show, or anything in between. We're your hosts, Andy and Masha, and today we're talking about Wet Hot American Summer. Wet Hot American Summer is a 2001 comedy written by Michael Showalter and David Wayne and directed by David Wayne. The movie takes place at Camp Firewood during the last day of camp in 1981. That's the whole story. There's nothing else. <laughs> okay. Uh, first off, I didn't realize it was 2001. I thought it was like in the 90s. Yeah, right? It Doesn't it just have a feel that it's older than that? Yeah. yeah I yeah. think because everyone's so young, uh-huh. you know, all the familiar faces we see. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I saw, when I saw it too, like, it felt like we were watching, I'll get into it, but like, it felt like we were watching something older, you mm-hmm. know? Like, I mean, obviously, because it takes place in the 80s, and I think the fact that it's low budget really helps it. Yeah. It kind of, like, like, if this, if they had a lot of money and it looked like American Pie or something, it wouldn't, it, it wouldn't have the same feel of being a, a dated movie. For sure. Do I know David Wayne, or should I know David Wayne? Um, not, you should know him. I don't know if you'd know him as a performer, but he's uh, he's written and directed a lot of stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, so w- w- these guys, Michael Showalter and David Wayne, they were part of The State, which is a comedy group in the, in the 90s. They had a show on MTV. And it's real funny, just lots of weird stuff. Like, it was like that boom in the 90s when there was like 10 sketch shows, which, you know, we kind of have now with streaming, but they're not as popular. Like, you know, mm-hmm. we had Kids in the Hall, Mad TV, The State. Like, we just had a lot of SCTV so a lot of these guys were from the state and that's where most of the performers in the movie came from also kind of like joe latrulia and ken marino like this whole group group uh-huh. that like hangs together so yeah they were in the state and then that ended and then uh this was like their first movie so they kind of were like all right the next thing we'll do is try and make a movie from there they've gotten up to do other stuff i mean just to tie to last week it has nothing to do with i love you man but david wayne wrote and directed role models Oh, which we talked cool, about a lot, yeah. and that's Paul Rudd and Elizabeth Banks and Ken Marino. Yeah. Like, like it's a lot of. If you watch that, you're like, oh yeah, there's a lot of. That's cool. Wet Hot I, I thought you were just like, oh, Joel Trugio is my through line. Oh uh, no, not Paul Rudd. Oh duh! <laughs> <laughs> wow, look at me. All right. I mean, it was more, more the duh. Paul Rudd of it all. But. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Makes way more <laughs> that's sense. That's hilarious. But hang on. we got a little off track. I'll do. I'll just still go through my um. Because this movie's got our all-star. Oh, yeah. You you, know. you left a pause there, so you know I'm going to come in. With yeah, yeah, exactly. I did. So, yeah, the movie got an all-star cast. Just to, just to list it I, in no particular order. But Michael Showalter, Margaret Moreau, Janine Garofalo, David Hyde Pierce, Paul Rudd, Amy Poehler, Ken Marino, Christopher Maloney, Elizabeth Banks, Molly Shannon, Michael Ian Bach, Bradley Cooper, Joe LaTrulia. Yeah. I, and that's not even all of them. Like, that's... <laughs> this is one of those lightning in a bottles, like... It's another Freaks and Geeks? Another Freaks and Geeks and another Days of the Confused. Mm. And, you know, it's just like, it's it's actually funny because it's right, it's right around the Freaks and Geeks time. It's like the whole next 20 years of American comedies are being born from these, like, two places. Like wow. the, the Paul Feig, Judd Apatow camp. And then, not, I mean, I'm not going to say it's all from David Wayne, but, like, this is a lot of performers right here. Right. But it's just, uh, it's hilarious. And, like... It's fun watching this too because you. I always try to figure out like who was a name and who wasn't at this time because there yes. were a few people that were names. Like I would probably have probably Janine Garofalo 
and David Hyde Pierce are probably the two most famous people in the movie. Right, and we just watched a trailer, which I think that's a great tell of like who was popular at the of time. Of course, yeah, because like, yeah, most of, the a order. lot of these it was their first movie, so yeah, they're only gonna put the people you would know. Right. Yeah, and Janine had already you know had a pretty good career as a comedian and and been in movies at that point. And the other guy's Fraser. Fraser's brother. Fraser's brother. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Brother too. He's not. Nice. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. David Ed Pierce is great. He's he's an awesome add to this too, because like obviously he's from comedy from Frasier, but like I feel like it's a whole different world of comedy than like the kind of silly shit these goofballs were doing, and they yeah. were probably not a lot younger than him, but probably like a decade younger than him. So he was probably like, you know, <laughs> it's just that it was awesome. Temper, temper. You know, cousin Merle ain't been quite right lately. So this movie had a budget of one point eight million. And it grossed barely two hundred thousand dollars. It was a <laughs> giant bomb. Um, it was like it was real bad. It took years and years for this movie to kind of gain the cult following on video and DVD really? and stuff. Yeah, yeah. Like it was. It basically from the story that they told when I was doing my research was it was at Sundance. It played four times and all the crowds were sold out. And like by all, by their account, everybody was laughing. Like it was like it seemed like it was a hit. But critically, just got like demolished. Like when it came down to like everyone actually writing it, they were like, eh, it was funny, but it's not a good movie, you know? And it just got like. Well, did they just not get it? Like that it was a parody? Eh, even if they did, I don't know. I just feel like it's also a little. It's pretty goofball for Sundance, you know what I mean? Like it's. Oh. Anyway. And because it just got like tranched, it basically like they couldn't get it sold. And then eventually they, they found just one bidder would buy it for like a hundred grand, like just to just to get it sold. It was either that guy or like nothing. Wow. And then they released it to like less than 30 cities. So it like barely had a theatrical run, which is why it only made $200,000. Mm-hmm. Um, and yeah, so it was just like it was considered like a real big failure for a while. Wow. And then I think it was as more people got the comedy that like this group was making and the stars also simultaneously got a little more famous right it, it helped because this is like the year the same year this comes out as the year amy poehler gets snl uh-huh. like you know and stuff like that and um you know this is bradley cooper's first movie like ever like he he actually skipped his graduation to to start filming this movie like his college graduation because oh, wow. yeah like you know like he was just like they're like yeah we got a role for you but you got to come today you know that's cool <laughs> so um so i think yeah as I thought probably because like each person got a little famous. People were like, oh, you know, this is weird-ass movie where, you know. All these all people these, are together. Yeah, all these people are together and all this weird shit happens. And then it kind of, and it's kind of is that kind of movie where, like, it kind of harkens back to that 80s cult style when video stores were at their most popular. That's really when people would, like, trade tapes. And you would, you know, without the internet, you'd be like, hey, yo, I found this tape of this crazy horror movie where this happens. And you're like, what? And you go to your friend's house and they show it to you. Mm-hmm. And so I feel like this movie kind of had that kind of vibe where it was like, you know, you, you just feel like, oh, this this happens in this and these people are in it. And you're just like, holy shit, I got to see Word it. of mouth. Yeah, yeah. It was a definite, definite word of mouth movie. Do you want to guess the Rotten Tomatoes? Oh, well, I mean, if you're saying the critics didn't I, like I, it. I kind of wish I didn't say that. Uh, yeah. <laughs> I mean, probably rotten on their side. So what, 48%? Um, and then critics, I mean, uh, audience, yeah. I would say, eh, well, I don't know if people are going back now, but let me just say 75 to be safe. Ooh, nailed audience. 75 really? on the dot. Whoa. Yep. And uh, critics was even less, 37. Damn. Yeah, yeah. Like Roger Deaver gave it one star. Like most, it was just like. It was just not, uh, <laughs> and then, I mean, I get it. Like, you know, this, this movie's definitely not for everybody. I'm just I curious what comedy critics have ever given, like, high praise to. You know what I mean? Yeah. 
do they even know what comedy is? <laughs> There's like a few classic examples of like <laughs> comedies that were that are highly regarded, but yeah, most of the time. Mm. Um, Interesting. I'm I'm proud of my my guesses. Yeah, too. yeah, pretty good guesses. Pretty good guesses. <laughs> and yeah, and kind of doing my research of like listening to interviews with David Wayne and Michael Showalter like while they were making this. It's it was a classic case of they were never sure if they'd even make another movie after this. Like you know, this, this could have been the only thing they ever made. So that's that's kind of why it's so varied and crazy because they were like, we just wanted to put every kind of humor we like into one movie oh. and not really worry about the consistency of it. So like in one, it could be witty dialogue in one scene, and then the next scene it could be you know him slipping on a bucket and falling in a big pool of water like a cartoon character. Yeah, so it's like I I kind of dug that where. I say this about most spoof movies that are over the top like this, where the jokes fire so fast that even if you're not laughing at like two or three of them, there's always another one around the corner and that one might get you. Mm -hmm. And so it's like, even for like, you know, I, I'd be lying if I said I laughed at everything that happens in this movie because I don't, but I, I, enough of it makes me giggle and I just love how creatively fucking weird it is that it just it gets me every time. Yeah. <laughs> but I mean, this really isn't a dissect dissecting type movie, you know, I just kind of want to more talk about the experience of it all. For sure. But uh, so let's go into a little history. So before we watched it today, what did you know about Wet Hot American Summer? Well, I knew the title of the movie, yep. and I knew there were a bunch of people that I would recognize in it. You knew that before we watched it? Like, yeah. You knew it was a movie that had a, a bunch of future stars in oh, it? Oh, yeah. Okay. Um, And I don't know if you remember this, but one of our early dates... Of course I do. <laughs> I, was, I was waiting in my section to bring it up. I was about to be like, if you don't remember it. Oh, no. <laughs> that's crazy. Oh, that's good. Well, we went to a... What? We went to um. Well, oh no! It was Netflix rebooting it or yeah, like it doing the, the series. It, yeah, it was the premiere of the TV show. Yeah. Oh, well, it was, no, sorry, it wasn't the premiere. It, it was, was a premiere it, party. It was a premiere party, thing. but it wasn't like the. It wasn't like Paul Rudd was there. And yeah. Shit. I forget. It was an activation. I think basically. it was. Um. I'm. F what was the publication Hulk Hogan shut down? Gawker. Oh, I don't know. <laughs> I think it's whatever that one that doesn't exist anymore because Hulk okay. Hogan sued them. Whoa. They threw the party. Because it was through uh, the rental house. Uh, we did some rentals for them, and then they invited us th that I used to work at. Yeah. And um, so we, they invited us to, like, the party for, for doing it. And I think we, they took some of our lights, too, to, like, light the party. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Like, right there, I remember there were a couple of the lights in the corners. Yeah, it was a fun party. Yeah, it was yeah, in Brooklyn. Was cool. Yeah, that was, like, a, we were just started dating. Yeah. Yeah, I remember laughing, too, because I was like, I bet she has no idea what this even is. <laughs> like, you know, like, what what Hot American Summer is and all you this. You were laughing at me? Ah, in wow. my head. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, that shit was fun. They had a, it was like a kind of camp party, you know, like that, like camp games to play and yeah. stuff like that. These weird guy dancers. I remember that. I got to look up the videos and pictures. Oh, uh, yeah, I think so. Yeah. I remember being overdressed for it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, we both were actually. Yeah. yeah. I remember there's a photo of us. Yeah. And I'm, I'm in like a button down and nice pants. You're yeah. in like a nice dress and everyone's like, summer kid. <laughs> definitely dressing for each other and not for the party ah, yeah. yeah that's right i was like i can't show up in a t-shirt she'll never like me <laughs> but yeah so i remember that um and so i think that like w once i saw what this movie was that we were watching i immediately thought of us going uh to that tap to that nice. party together yeah um but other than that um i didn't really know anything about wet hot american summer like i didn't know the the story or lack thereof <laughs> yeah. you know like i just knew it was about a summer camp and i did know that christopher maloney was in it oh you did yeah um i have no idea why but i don't even know if i've i don't i haven't mentioned it on this cast but i love christopher maloney oh i know yeah i, I know that <laughs> 
I freaking love him. Law and Order SVU till I die, baby. Uh, not really, but you know what I mean. <laughs> I'm only known for the multiple uh, ass reamings he gave out in Oz. He was raping everybody on Oz. Wait, what? Oh yeah. yeah, yeah. Wait, sorry, what? <laughs> <laughs> on Oz, he was on Oz. Oh, on Oz. <laughs> yeah. I was. I heard Nas. Oh, and I was nah. like, what? <laughs> I had Nas's album, second album. Alone, he's raping everybody. <laughs> <laughs> oh no uh, i don't want to yeah, see that he's, he's, he's a monster on that show jesus christ that was the only thing i ever knew him from and then later i found that he was on csi and shit wow it's not csi <laughs> it's law and order you always do this it's honestly the same Yo, exact guys, show in my eyes i worked on usa network for years and Andy constantly, yo, Franklin and Bash. I'm like, that's freaking TNT or TBS. Know. It's Franklin not USA. CSI and, and Law and Order, the same show. Prove me wrong. Oh, Jesus Christ. Take that's... away all the credits and all that shit and just put two scenes and tell me you're like. completely different. How? I, I don't want to get into okay. this. Anyway, love Christopher Maloney. Yeah, he's great. <laughs> Um, yeah, and I, that's that's really it in terms of history. Um, but we could talk about my initial feelings and stuff when we, when you know. Nice, nice. Moving forward, but love to know yours. So luckily, I actually got to see this the way I was describing earlier of kind of that, like, getting it passed around type way. Whoa, where I remember video store? And it wasn't the local video store. I don't remember the exact age, but it was, it was middle school for sure. So it was either seventh or eighth grade. And... Um, we were hanging, I don't know if, it, if we were all sleeping over or if we were just hanging out, but we were at my friend Corey's house and I just kind of like met him. Like it was, we were like all just becoming friends, like a Aww. little group that we would then hell hang out in, in a, a high school. That's cute. And then we were all just hanging out and he's like, oh, you guys want to watch a movie? And he put this on. And I don't remember if his brother rented it. He had an older brother rented it or owned it or whatever. But I just remember him being like, it's really funny. You guys got to watch it. And like, that's all I knew. And at that time too, like I, I you know, I, I, I fancied myself someone who liked like funny movies and things like that. So like, I was just like, I never heard of this. This is going to be stupid, you know? And then it started and I thought it was like a really old movie. Uh-huh. And then I just remember like, just being like, what the, f-? like just being completely being like, what's happening now? Like, <laughs> cause I mean, we'll talk when we get into it. But one thing I like about this movie is it doesn't show its cards right away that it's a spoof movie. Right. And so when it takes that turn, like 20 minutes in, it's just like, you're like, what the fuck's going on here? So I kind of dig that instead of just going right off the, it's not like a scary movie where the, within the first two minutes you realize like, like, oh, it's Carmen Electra, right. or her boob implant falls out. Like, it's like, oh, you know, it's like, this is a silly movie. And at this time when you watched it, you did, you got the humor? Like, it, I mean, the sillier parts of it, like, uh-huh. you know, them, them screaming and destroying the shack and shit like that, you know, yeah. I didn't really get the, uh, all the jokes or the like subverting tropes of like rom-coms or like, you know, kind of making fun of the genre. I definitely didn't get any of that, Okay, but like, you know, it's. Paul Rudd lets a kid drown. Like, it was funny, you know? Like, yeah. you don't need to be smart to understand it. Like, it's it's very... A lot of this humor is extremely broad. Like, it's it's immature. It's like... But it's like R-rated, but it's still very immature. Yeah. You well, know? and yeah, and I, I'm, I was curious, too, because, you know, we've talked on this podcast how you sort of had, like, a serious movie phase as yeah, well. Yeah. So, like, I didn't know if this was the Andy that would be like, this is too silly. No, no, this, this still hit me when I, like, loved the scary movies and shit uh. like that so it was it hit me right at the right time i was just young like seventh grade i still didn't i didn't know anything, <laughs> anything. and then yeah so i just thought it was hilarious like loved it for a while and then i and then i did let it kind of die in my like fandom like i just didn't think about it mm-hmm. probably when i was then you know discovering martin scorsese and shit like that in, in, yeah. in high school and i really didn't think about it and then it really probably wasn't until 
the TV show came out in 2015, where I was just like, I like, I went back and like revisited it, and then I was like, yeah, this is mad funny. And then you know, I'll, we could talk about it more at the end, but I think the show is also very good. It's like, oh. you know, it's a show, and and they're all a little more seasoned in how they film things, so that helps. So I'm not, I'm not going to say it's better, but like it's a great companion piece. It, hmm. it goes with it really well. Beyond the credits, um, there will be. So in, back in 2015, that was when I kind of like went back and like watched this again. And I was like, I, I got it on another level. Like it's, it's still very silly. Again, I'm not going to argue this is uh-huh. an intelligent comedy. It's, it's, it's broad as hell. But the parts that are my favorite now are, weren't my favorite when, when I was younger, if that makes sense. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. So uh, that's kind of why I uh, what I liked about it, and even watching it this time, I will say I probably laughed the least this time than I've ever laughed, and that just could be because I'm getting older, like, you know, uh, even though 2015 didn't seem that long ago, you know, I'm, I'm, I was 25 and I'm 32, like, you know, it's, it's, it changes. Yeah. Um, I'm still laughing for sure, still love it, but um, it was definitely like, I'm like, okay, yeah, it's, it, there's more nostalgia at play here than I remember, mm. you know, like, I do think it really helped that I saw it at 17, and then, or 17, sorry, 7th grade. And then, uh, and then the fact that the show was also really good. So I was like, right. I I don't remember because we did this episode so long ago. But the Richard Linklater movie that we watched, Days and Confused. Days and Confused. How old were you when you watched that? Um, roughly the same age. Okay. And Can- with the same people. Oh, wow. <laughs> yeah. Now that I'm thinking about it, I'm like, oh yeah. Because <laughs> I'm curious. Because like when this movie started rolling, I kind of like you it felt- gave me those vibes, like you mentioned at the yeah. top. I gotta say. Richard could you could learn a thing or two from uh, these guys. Are you kidding me? Are you out of your goddamn mind? That's insane. Yo, I was literally about to say the only difference is I never stopped loving Days of Confused because that movie is a fucking perfect and like like this one I gotta be in the mood for. Learn what? <laughs> like, listen, I'm not trying. I love I, you, David Wayne, look, Michael Showalter, Michael Ian Black. They, love you guys. These guys know how to keep things moving. Gotta keep going. Go. You're out of your mind. <laughs> we we linger a little too much in uh, his movies. Yeah. So all right. <laughs> Maybe if they had a talking can of beans. Uh, and a dude who does magic <laughs> to stop a space station. Yeah, maybe that would have made it. Days of Confused. Right, ah, just a little bit. Just a that's little bit. Like, first of all, they're, they're not even in the same ballpark for compare. Like, they're not even close to the same movies other than the opening campfire kind of looks like. They're all about kids in their formative years. <laughs> I know, but I'm saying, in like. In the 80s. Tonally. Like, tone, I'm talking about, like, if you look at a movie's tone, it's very different. You can have two movies about high school, and one could be about a. I know. I Tragedy think their tone's kind of similar. Uh, sort of. I don't know. All right. I, I okay. Days of Confused takes things a little more, like seriously. Like it treats the characters as characters, and I don't know. Like this, like nothing fucking this matters. This is sillier. Nothing it's matters not, in this yeah, movie. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They get hooked on heroin 15 minutes in, and then they don't talk about it. like you know like this is just jokes. Yeah. <laughs> that's what I mean by it's not the same tone. Okay, like, maybe maybe that's uh, maybe that's what I'm missing with. Nah, I know I've already said scary movie six times, but that's like <laughs> saying scary movie scream could learn from scary movie because scary movie moves faster, <laughs> and it's like yeah, it moves faster because it's stupid. Like it's it's hilarious, but it's stupid. Like <laughs> like scream's a fucking movie. Like, all right, all right. I don't know. So folks, we 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 argue about Link Ladder in this house a lot. Masha's got beef. I don't know what her problem is. 
Uh, she's very rarely like flat out wrong, but like this time, it's it's I'm like flat. You're calling me flat out wrong. Yeah, it's objectively objectively. It is subjective. I will, uh, I'll give you that. I, will... I, I said objective. Oh, <laughs> I said the opposite. <laughs> I, said, I was about to agree with I you. Said, I said like factually, you're wrong. No, but... I think. You know, it's a privilege to be able to make a film. I also love that you've seen three Richard Linklater <laughs> movies and you love one of them. So the fact that like Which one do I love? School of Rock. We talk oh, about yeah, this yeah, every yeah, time. Yeah. So it's oh, like Oh, keeping him moving. It's Kept him like, moving in that movie. You're no not lingering. it's not even like you've seen his fucking his his work and you <laughs> understand like you've seen the, his newest movie and then you've seen fucking his Days first movie, his second movie, Days of Confused, and one in the middle. <laughs> and you, I don't know. A classic. I just feel like in order to have this strong of a hate, you got to watch more of his movies. I don't. Oh, how many? I don't have the hours to spare. Uh, okay. It's what? 10 hour movies? You host a movie podcast. <laughs> and you have. Not saying you have to love Linklater, but I just think your opinion is not based in, in, I just, in, in experience. His movies move at the pace of life. You know what I yeah. mean? Which is cool one time. I don't see it as something that i would want to continuously experience because i'm living life at the pace that life moves i don't even want to talk about what had american <laughs> summer anymore i think i'm gonna delete all my notes <laughs> okay i right. think we're gonna make this link ladder response <laughs> whatever <laughs> we'll move on um yeah so oh and um Ooh, sorry. <laughs> i was gonna ask that you, was the people that was the, that the wasn't people. me yeah. okay it was so strong it came up through the microphone <laughs> out it's, it's not even possible. It was the live audience yeah. that we had. It was the during. people at home listening in real time, and they were just like, boo. Right. We're going to take a, like, a survey or something. Um, uh, sure. <laughs> you guys, email us if you're what team you're on. Um, I was going to ask if you had any like special... Because I know you were a camp counselor for what, like a summer or two? Two, and it wasn't camp. It definitely wasn't a camp counselor. It was oh. uh, A, it was a day camp. Oh, no, and it was, uh, it was like a camp for the arts. So the kids took like classes. So I was like a teaching assistant in the video class. Okay, okay. So I was not a camp counselor. Like, right, like I, you know what I mean. I was gonna ask if you had any like special like relationship to it in that way or related to it. No, not really. I mean, when I did that, I was like 22. Like I wasn't even in high school. Like I was. Or like, like going. You weren't going to summer camp. No, and I didn't go to the camp as a kid. So like, yeah, I didn't really have any. Okay. It was a pretty like it was a cool ass camp, but it was definitely like a little bit of a hoity it was like a richer camp you know because like they're yeah. taking classes with like instruments and like you know i took a video class so they have video equipment like this wasn't everybody go to jump in the lake type of camp like gotcha, this gotcha. wasn't this was an old school camp like this was you know so i know i don't have any real experiences all right, cool. as a as a child of immigrant parents all, all my summers were spent being brought back home to croatia <laughs> there, there, it wasn't even a consideration to go I to mean, summer that's camp fantastic yeah it was awesome as um, a kid i'm sure you were like boo but eh, yeah i don't know i don't even know i'm sure i would have liked camp eventually but i don't think i was the kind of kid who initially was like i want to go so bad uh, like you know yeah. the closest i had was when we were in fifth grade i don't know if my school district that i grew up in still does this but like i don't know exactly why we do the trip but it was a field trip to a place called camp mariah and we would stay it was a camp that we would stay at for like three days like with the, with our class and like teachers and, and stuff like and but it was basically like camp mm -hmm. 
and uh it was like yeah it was like really cool and it was i remember like and you know because fifth grade in my school district was probably most right after that is when you start middle school so like it's a pretty big build-up like you're you're going from like kindergarten up to fifth grade as like the baby years and we always knew like when you hit fifth grade you have to go to camp mariah and like you don't have to go field trip overnight you know and like and i don't even have any real stories from that i just remember it being like real exciting like you know we brought my big backpack and like it was it was that was camp even though it was only like two nights you know yeah. it was like friday to sunday <laughs> but that's a long time and like kids yeah you know, yeah when yeah kid. and like you know and some kids parents came as chaperones but most kids parents weren't there so it was like it felt like you were getting away you know yeah so it was cool so i remember having that um but that's yeah. it that, that was a very short you know that's cool i wonder if the kids still go to camp mariah um the, and i also asked too because I, I guess we'll dive into it when we start talking about this movie but i did get the vibes of like the the nostalgic vibes of camp um yeah so yeah even even as silly as this movie is it does kind of hit a certain like type of like nostalgic emotions of like being young so even though it's everything's exaggerated and then they did say this uh show alter and david like almost everything here is based on because they were both camp kids mm-hmm. um showalter went to jewish camp his whole life and david wayne went to just i don't know what, what camp he went to but that was like the joke of gene garofalo trying to pronounce all the kids names and they were all like like how you, like it was all like the most jewish names of all oh, time yeah, yeah, which is yeah. like schmergenberg you know i can't <laughs> i can't do it but that was like the joke was that it was a jewish camp right so like everything was kind of based in something about like what happened to them and then they just took it to like the next level like that's cool. as it so like if maybe if they weren't paying attention as a lifeguard in real life and a kid fell in the water in this in the movie the kid dies and then paul Rudd has to cover it up by murdering more kids you know right, like that right. obviously didn't happen but yeah. um, but yes yeah, so I, I do think as silly as the movie is i think you nailed it where it, it it hits at some sort of nostalgia of being young in like a simpler time oh for sure and sending it in 81 too really helps like it's just like it's so far from the times of any kind of technology <laughs> like like yeah. you were at camp, you were at camp. Like that was maybe you wrote That's a letter it. to your parents. Like, and it also lets you like step out of it a little bit to be like, man, my counselors were like not real adults oh you know? yeah that's <laughs> funny yeah counselors are 16 and 17 you know it's very funny yeah so that was cool yeah and that's another funny joke of the movie too is where like they very much thought it was funny to make like everyone is even though they're young they're all in their 30s like Mm -hmm. like it's not like these are maybe like bradley cooper was younger but i know most of them were either late 20s or early 30s playing 16 year olds and that was kind of the joke yeah you know so it's they 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 knew that that was funny as well (laughs) cool i don't know did you want to dive into the movie because i'm gonna start like talking about yeah i mean i assume we were just gonna hodgepodge around and talk about scenes because i don't even i don't remember the order in which they happen you know so yeah let's just dive right in no spoilers no nothing let's just have a good time sweet breakfast <laughs> i like that announcer kid <laughs> i knew you were gonna spend the first 15 minutes of the movie freaking out and not hearing anything anybody said <laughs> that's exactly what i was gonna say that's crazy I know. my first note was bradley <laughs> bradley cooper's so young i didn't even know honestly i didn't know he was acting back here like the first time i heard of bradley cooper was when Silver Linings Playbook came out. What? <laughs> was that two years ago? What the fuck are you talking about? I thought going to be like when he directed Shallow. No. Or, or whatever the fuck that movie's no, called. Sh- Star is Born. A Star is Born came out like two years ago, but Silver Linings <laughs> No, that was like 2012. Yeah. I was like, oh, but this. The Hangover? I know you didn't see it, but like not even the no, ads? I was like, just like, oh, this is a good break for this Bradley Cooper guy. That's weird. Good for him. You're hilarious. Popping you, out of nowhere. Yeah, you, you'll, you'll watch someone 20 years into their career and you'll be like, oh, I'm really glad they uh <laughs> 
I got all the Kids' Choice Awards. It's really going to do good things for them. <laughs> <laughs> no, I always knew Brad from uh, Bridesmaids. Uh, not, not Bridesmaids. Uh, wedding, wedding Crashers. Oh, he was in the Wedding yeah, Crashers? Yeah, he's like the, not the bad guy, but he's like Rachel McAdams, like douchey fiance oh. who, who, who gets stolen by Owen Wilson. Oh, I didn't know yeah, that he's was... Yeah, like, he's like the, the shitty guy. Oh, snap. I mean, I could see him playing a good jerk. I mean, he kind of plays a jerk in The Hangover, Yeah, right? yeah, he does. Yeah, but like I said, this was literally his first movie. Like, he, okay. he he was at the acting studio, you know, the New York acting studio. Yeah, like the inside acting studio place. Yeah, and uh, yeah, that that was like he literally didn't walk at his graduation because he had to film his sex scene with Michael Ian Black that day. That's crazy. <laughs> I'm also like very because I was gonna ask you if this was one of his first because I feel like. And maybe this is more of a '90s thing when I thought that this movie was made then. Yeah, but, you know, just having that worry of being typecast later on in your career, yeah. you know, like just knowing how much he's done since then, I'm just surprised that he like took that risk too. Like, it's yeah, just, yeah. Like, I don't know. It just came across my mind. I also think when you're a nobody and you're a student, like, I don't think you're, you have, you're, I don't think you're, fo- I don't think you're thinking, I'm going to be a star one day. And I really, no, like, I don't think it's the actors that think that way. I think it's like their agents and stuff being like, Oh no. Yeah. I don't even know if he had an agent. Like he was oh, literally true. a student. Like think about a student like yeah, right now, like yeah, they got like yeah. some 22 year old who like is still in class. Like that's fair. They're not, you know, like they, he was just like, I get to be in a movie. Fuck yeah. Like, you know, like, yeah. <laughs> No, that's true. Um, but yeah, that was really cool to see young Bradley. Yeah, yeah. Um, what's cool too, and I guess I probably could have put this at the top, but we'll just put it here. Um, because this was a low budget movie and and everything, they basically all lived at the camp. Like they filmed awesome. it over the course of twenty eight days. And um, there's a really good documentary out there if you love this movie called Hurricane of Love, and it's the making of this movie. It used to be on Netflix. It actually came out, I remember, when the TV show came out in 2015. It was like a companion piece. And uh, it's not on there anymore, but it's on David Wayne's Vimeo. So if you look it up on Vimeo, you can watch it. So I rewatched it for this. And um, it's not even that, like, well put together in a sense, but it's just like they were always filming on set. So it's just like all just the cast fucking around, like, in between takes and stuff. And it's so much fun to watch. And, like, they all talk about it, how, like, they all got there. They all live in the bunks. Like, they all eat at the mess hall at the same time every day. Like, they never leave. If they do leave, it's kind of like the thing, well, someone's going to town. Like, yeah. and they were all talking about how, like, it's been so long since they've been to camp because, like, in their 30s, they're like, we forgot to get our flip flops and our, <laughs> and like, you know, someone goes to Walmart and they're like, oh, get me a box fan. It's hot. You know, like, shit yeah. like that. And, like, it was, awesome. it was just like a full on, like, you just get yeah, camp experience like people didn't come and go like they that all totally helped with the vibe of this movie like i don't know it just seemed like everybody was close yeah yeah and like so and then the fact that half of them you know did stuff like the state together like they half of them already worked together and they were all by all accounts on the behind the scenes like they were all super just welcoming and friendly and mm-hmm. like it just seemed like they were all laughing constantly um so it, it has made it pretty fun yeah. what did suck though that i learned was it rained 24 out of the 28 days Yikes. and you know this is supposed to be a movie that takes place in one day and <laughs> it's supposed to be sunny all day and yeah. so like there was so much footage of just david wayne like just being so bummed out oh, where he's just no. like he's like could it not fucking rain for one day <laughs> like you know just shit like that like that, <laughs> just, that really sucks. yeah like yeah, they really were just like they like 
a lot of indoor scenes were supposed to be outdoor. Like they just did everything they could to like yeah. rewrite stuff so they, they could deal with it. Um, but yeah, so this movie started. You're freaking out. You're writing Bradley. Yeah, I'm freaking out. What are your I, other notes? I'm, I'm writing Amy Poehler, um, who's <laughs> freaking gorgeous. I like how you're writing these down. Like I'm not gonna have a list of the cast. <laughs> <laughs> like, like that's no, your notes. Is writing the words Amy Poehler. Because I need Poehler. to know like what my thoughts are. <laughs> yeah, like, who are you excited about? I never saw her like this young. Like obviously I've seen her on, on SNL. Like during if you her... watch like, if you watch the early stuff, she looks exactly. I mean. Yeah. Like I said, it's the same year. And it's same thing with uh, Dazed and Confused. Like, it's always interesting to see, like, teeth. You know, like, no, people's normal teeth. Oh, before they get it fixed for Yeah, because Amy Poehler definitely fixed her. I was like, whoa, I didn't even know she looked like that. Yeah, you know what I mean? Yeah, I don't really so, look at teeth. I should pay more attention. Yeah, she, um, she definitely changed her teeth. But, yeah, I mean, those were the freakouts. I mean, Joe Latrugi. I can't say his last name. You know the you know when you the thing online to book like tickets trulia.com? Oh Trulia. Trulio. Trulio. Jo, oh jo, easy. Joe Latrulio. Joe Latrulio. There you go. You know, it's cause I, the G. Yeah, the G there's, there's no G. Oh, you're brilliant. You should be a teacher or something. Ew. Anyway. Fine, done. You're my number two. Yes. I made number two. I hear it. Why would I ever say that? Um yeah, I freaked out when he showed up and of course Christopher Maloney, which I mentioned already. Yeah. Um, Nobody else? I mean, Paul Rudd, obviously. Yeah, I mean, Paul Rudd. Not, um... And Frasier, his brother. <laughs> uh, not uh, Elizabeth Banks. Oh, yeah, and Elizabeth Banks. Yeah. It was so funny to, like, when we watched the trailer, to have her name not be mentioned. Oh, yeah, which she was nobody. <laughs> oh, so yeah, crazy. I forgot. When I was listening about the most famous people, also Molly Shannon, was, she was already off SNL at this point, so she was huge. Oh, the um, camp director? No, that, that was Jenny Garofalo. Molly oh. Shen was the one who breaks up with her boyfriend, and she's like crying in the movie and gets consoled by the boy. Oh yeah! Oh my god! Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yes. Yeah, okay. She was she was a pretty like pretty of big course. name at this point. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, she's freaking um superstar. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> that was one of the uh, one of the behind the scenes, like all the little kids who played the younger kids. They were all like. Like, cause you know they don't know these actors either, but they were just like, like they're like, you got to work with Molly Shannon. They're like, yeah, and 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 my 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 mom says we we can rent Superstar tonight. <laughs> like you know, like, it, was, it was just like the cutest Aww. thing. Like these little like ten year olds, <laughs> and then they were all doing the armpit sniff. You know, that's like yeah, oh classic. <laughs> I I remember doing the armpit yeah. sniff. <laughs> Superstar. I didn't know you knew Superstar like that. I never watched the movie, but that I know. You know what? I've actually never watched the movie either. I only really? I, I just know the skits. Yeah, yeah. I never, I never actually sat, like watched the movie. <laughs> um, but the, yeah, I know the skits for sure. That's crazy. I was kind of watching you, waiting for you to realize how stupid this movie was. Oh, so like, what was what was the first like fifteen minutes to like you know? Because I remember something happens where like someone gets like kicked or something, and you were like, "Oh my god!" And I was like, "Oh, things are gonna get a lot worse than yeah. that." Like, well, yeah, I didn't know that it was gonna get silly. I think the turning point for me was when a kid literally drowns, like yeah. under Paul Rudd's supervision. Because my note was, "Did this kid just die?" <laughs> and are we are we not acknowledging it? Is this gonna turn into like a kid? Di you know, yeah, like, like I didn't know. Yeah, like they're gonna be like, "You were negligent, Paul Rudd." <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that the way they filmed the throwing the kid out of the van at me every time. I just love just like Ugh. like no no you don't hear any noises. It's just, just like, doof. I feel like there's something we watched that has a similar gag. Oh, you know what I'm thinking about? It it's uh like Fresh Prince. Oh my god, Jeffrey! Getting, I mean, uh, yeah, the jazz getting thrown out. Yeah, that's what it is. Ah! <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, that's pretty great. I'm pretty bummed they didn't throw Jazz out of the house in uh, the new Fresh Prince. Yeah. That was a missed opportunity. 
I would have been so good. Uh, yeah, but I think that was definitely the turning point for me where I was like, oh, okay, this movie is not linear and it's not yeah, <laughs> like it's, it's, <laughs> we're killing kids. Yeah, it's comedy skits strung together loosely with a plot. You yeah. Know? <laughs> but yeah, I just, can we just give a round of applause again to Paul Rudd? Like, oh, yeah. Him as Andy course. in this movie. He's so fucking good <laughs> at those face like just like the I don't care bad boy. <laughs> so freaking good. Oh, you know what it was that I saw you like freaking out about was like not freaking out. Um, where I saw you like reacting, where you didn't understand the movie was with when Paul Rudd and Katie were like making out, and then like how quickly he would just like turn. Where she'd be like, "Hey, so do you want to like hang out maybe later?" And he's like, "Jeez, get off my back! Like you're always <laughs> smothering me." And you reacted as if we were watching like an abusive relationship movie. Oh yeah. Where you were like, "Oh my god, like is Katie okay?" And I was yeah. like, in my head, I'm like, "Oh, it's not that kind of movie." Like they're making fun of that. Like yeah, he's so moody that <laughs> I didn't get that <laughs> where at she's all. She's barely smothering him, and he's acting like she's. I was just like, what's up with this guy? Or oh, this and then, yeah, and same thing. Like, David Hyde Pierce has, like, a blow up. And you, again, you acted like like he was about to beat up Janine Garofalo. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <You were> like, <gasps> I was like, it's not. <laughs> yeah, I didn't get that at all. I was like, who is this weird guy who, like, has a house near the camp? <laughs> Before we move forward, the opening scene of this movie is basically Love Island. Like, all of the kids... Oh, in the, the boys, bunk. the boys and the girls bunk. <laughs> <laughs> that was a funny opening to the movie, but like, and then just sneaking out. I don't know, just the bunks yeah. reminded me of Love Island. But well, it yeah. was so funny to have like the kids cross. I <laughs> know. Uh, yeah. It's so yeah, and that's like yeah, yeah, it was very funny. And then Janine's just like, you know, hey, you're not supposed to be out of your bunks, like you know, like, <laughs> like acting like she cares. But that's what I love about the exaggeration humor, where like. Anyone who goes to camp as kids usually has their first kiss there. Or it's their first romance of some sort, whether yeah. it's a kiss. So then these guys took it to the example where, like, what if they were, like, all the young kids were spending the night every night? You know, like, that's hilarious. Like, yeah. all of them. <laughs> so crazy. Yeah. So I thought that was a, that that joke stuck out to me. Yeah. So one thing I learned, on, I didn't learn much new new stuff on my research today that I didn't already know. But one thing I learned, it confirmed the suspicion. And, and I've still only seen... Only one person told me this, or uh, one person, one source. Okay. So you know the the kid who does the radio show, yeah, who never showers. Who who's yeah. Yeah. So whenever I watch this movie, before we see him, when we first hear him talk, I'm always fucking sure of it that it's Sam Levine from Freaks and Geeks. You know the little Jewish boy. Yeah. Like he has a very distinct voice, and I'm like, that's that's him. That's definitely him. And then it cuts to Artie, and it's not him. And I've never really understood why. And then. There's a YouTube channel I like, Cinefix. We've, I've plugged them in the past on here. And they do like a seven things you didn't know or whatever. And on their thing, and I st I've still never read this anywhere else, they said that they didn't like that kid's voice and Sam Levine actually did an uncredited dub Whoa. for all of his lines. And then it makes sense because then in the sequel show 10 years later, Sam Levine plays him. Whoa. So I don't know why for some reason, I don't know why they legally or they didn't just they couldn't replace blah blah yeah but, so that that's not that kid's voice that's playing Artie the whole time it's sam levine and Dang. i always knew and like it's not on the dvds like maybe if you watch the commentary i never i never watched the commentary but it's not on like the making ofs right it's not on the imdb trivia it's like not on wikipedia like nowhere and then i was watching the cinefix seven i was just like oh, i'll watch this maybe they have something i don't know and they said it and i was like you know and i was like and yeah he's in the sequel i was like why is he in the sequel series he sounds like this kid right so i just thought maybe like they had similar voices. Like, I didn't know. That's but, crazy. Yeah, so that's also good on you for like recognizing you that. You got such a distinct voice. Um, my face blindness is so bad <laughs> that I think I have pretty good voice. 
uh, opposite of life. I mean, that's... <laughs> <laughs> I don't have good vocabulary, but... <laughs> voice opposite of blindness. Man, what was wrong with that kid's voice? I don't know. Maybe he just wasn't distinct enough. Uh, I thought it was so funny that he was not plugged into anything. Yeah. <laughs> We're just... Because I totally bought that. Like, there was this weird, like... R- local radio station that yeah. he had access to. I don't know. I know. You would totally buy it. <laughs> I forget how early they tell you that. I, I For some reason, I remember that reveal being at the end, but they show pretty early on that he's not talking to anybody. Yeah. But then it continues. <laughs> yeah. So. But like that, you know, they, like the kid who doesn't shower all summer, I'm sure that was based on a real kid. You know, mm. like, I, I, oh, yeah. I love it. I love it. So freaking gross. I was grossed out by that. Because <laughs> I know there are kids that do that. Yeah. So. Especially, like, camp's even grosser. Like, yeah. you're outside of sweating. Like, you can't uh, force him to... Like, you can't, like, put them in, you know... Well, I'm just saying, he's getting dirtier than he would be if he was, like, at home playing, oh. like, Pong or some shit, you know? Yeah. like Playing what? Pong. Oh, Pong. 1980. Yeah. Okay. They didn't have... Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. I heard Pond, and I was like, what's uh, Pond? <laughs> no, I was trying to make it timely. I think one way to nail down a movie like this where you're creating this environment is also just nailing down the styles of the time. Yeah. Yo, I cannot get over this light lip gloss trend of oh, the yeah. 80s. It's just, I hate it so much, but it adds to the authenticity of this period of time. Yeah. It's so good. <laughs> um, I don't know if you know what I'm talking about, like that light pink lip gloss yeah, that like, all the girls were wearing. Like the, 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 the girl who makes out with everyone yes, has it the most. The exactly. one who all you have to do is give her gum and then she'll make out with you. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Oh, so bad. <laughs> And I love you know, Ken Marino. I love his like super alpha character who's the virgin. Who's like, like, yo, and like, tell me this wasn't truly, truly a training for playing Boyle. Like, as like the enthusiastic sidekick. Yes. Who, like, you know, just like, like doesn't realize that the other guy's not as cool as he thinks he is. I love shit. it. <laughs> I feel like I wouldn't have enjoyed, I forget the character's name. I'm sorry. That, that was like into himself. Who's the virgin? Oh, I mean, I'm just going by their actor names, Ken Marino. Ken Marino. Uh, yeah, I don't, I don't remember the actor. Uh, I feel like names. I wouldn't have appreciated. I, I, I mean, it was funny, but I feel like it was funnier too. Like having seen bits and pieces of him in the show you just recently watched. Oh, and Party watched. Down. Yeah. yeah, Ken Marino's underrated. He's so funny. Yeah, like I wouldn't, you know, I was like, oh, the young version of that guy. <laughs> yeah, you know? yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah. I guess. Yeah, I guess you haven't seen much. He, but you've probably seen stuff where he had small roles. Yeah. He's not like a leading guy. Not not often, yeah. I think uh, Party Down was the closest thing, and even that was a little bit more of a uh, uh, Adam Scott vehicle. But mm-hmm. he was like number two. Yeah, but yeah, I I agree. It was hilarious that he was a virgin this whole time. But I was like, he played the oh, she's so into me. He she wants to fuck me really good. <laughs> yeah. um, with the, sh- the short shorts, every all the guys with the short shorts. Oh, yeah. Oh. Okay, there's definitely a period where I, like, paused in taking notes. It goes from, did a kid drown, to, they did not care about the stunt doubling in this movie. No. <laughs> That's half the joke. <laughs> <laughs> like, when you see Joe Latrulio not on the motorbike, but, like, the guy's so obviously <laughs> a stunt double. Yeah. yeah. That's a pretty great I joke. was like, okay, they're letting anything go. Um, so the storyline uh, of them taking the, having to take the kids to that overnight camping trip yeah so that that really happened to david wayne he told that story and it was pretty wild 
where he was like 16 years old um he was a camp counselor and they he just like got into a, like i don't know a new relationship or whatever like him and a girl just started like kissing and stuff you know and he was like so excited and then they made him go on like an overnight camping trip like just like this like take Aww. the kids and come back the next day and at like one in the morning he was like fuck this and he just got in the van and started driving back to camp and he was like describing it you know it's like it's like 1986 he said it was pitch black like unpaved roads he's just werving this van and then he smashed and <gasps> smashed the whole vehicle right into a tree oh. and then he was just walking in the darkness like all night and like he ended up getting he looked like ken marino when he finally got back to the camp i can't believe that actually yeah, happened he said he got so much trouble like all this shit and like so that's what they they wrote that wow into the movie. what a crazy <laughs> yeah. he told he told it funnier in the documentary but yeah, that's it was, insane it was crazy <laughs> Just imagining doing that, I'm just getting, like, sweats. Yeah, I know, right? <laughs> this is so funny. I mean, I was a camp counselor myself, but I was, like, definitely, like, a goody two-shoes camp counselor. Ah. Like, I wanted my kids to like me, and they were, like, cool with me, but, like, I would never do something like that. But I never had, like, um like a romance or whatever. I, I think that, like... Oh, yeah, I want to hear what you were going to say. Oh, no. Because there's a period where they're, like you know, wanting to drink and all this stuff. And it just reminded me of how much I was not like that. Because uh-huh. uh, there was one summer where after camp wrapped, all the counselors were like, let's all hang out together and like go to someone's house and have a sleepover of our own. So, you know, it was like the the counselor hangout. Yeah. And I remember... And how old are you guys? I must have been like 17 maybe <laughs> or 18 um and then like there were like beers and stuff but i was such a freaking goody two shoes that like i didn't drink any beer ah. but i just like wanted to be like cool with them so like i was just like there but like clearly didn't have like any of the fun <laughs> that's so funny <laughs> oh that's great but yeah i freaking love everything about camp like from putting the the flag up every morning to like the yelling to wake all the campers up like that this really brought me back nice there, there were a couple of uh, counselors and, or I guess, actors in this movie that I didn't really know, but like I, I'm curious about in case you did any research on them. Um, the first being Paul Rudd's girlfriend in this movie. Uh, Do you know anything about her? Honestly, outside of just her coming back for the sequel stuff, I don't really know too much. So um, she didn't really like. Maybe she. I have her. I have my. I got IMDb in front of me here, so let me look. But her name is Margaret Moreau. Oh, snap. She was... Wow. What? She was Connie in uh, The Mighty Ducks. She was like the girl Mighty Duck in the original Mighty Duck. Oh, that's cool. Damn. Yeah, wow. She was in all three Mighty Duck. Wow, I can't believe that was her. And <laughs> you then, yeah, love she, Mighty and then, yeah, Ducks. She was just in that new show, the, the, the reboot or whatever they did on Disney+. Plus. Oh, wait. The one you watched? Like, or that, the season two? No, no. There was an episode where, where a bunch of old ducks came back. Oh. Not all of them, but a couple of them did. Wow, I can't believe that was her. Wow. I never knew that shit. But that was still, yeah, that was before this. Yeah, it seems like consistently working, but not too many things that I know, like, she was on the OC. Oh, that was a good big show. Yeah. One episode of Mad Men. Yeah, I don't know. These movies I've never really heard of, but like, yeah, like episode of CSI, episode of Monk, episode of... uh. Yeah, it's just interesting when like, the, you know, like a huge movie like this with a bunch of... Act, successful actors that like we know of like yeah you know yeah i mean i'm the same way where i don't know every single one of them like um his name's 80 miles he was the guy who played the other kitchen assistant like uh-huh. uh to christopher maloney like i 
I don't know him too much, you know what I mean? Right. Uh, he kind of looked like Chris Gethard to me, and uh, <laughs> that was wrong. I, oh, yeah, uh, I forgot. He wasn't Yeah, he wasn't Role Models. Yeah, I remember him now. Oh, the, yeah. okay. Yeah, he was another one. Like, he, he works a bunch. He writes a lot. Oh, he's the head writer, or he was the head writer for The Tonight Show with Jimmy Fallon for four years. Oh, wow. Um, yeah, <laughs> what a career. Yeah, he's in a bunch of stuff. And there was this other guy that I feel like was in more things. Um, he was the bigger camp counselor with the seventh heaven hair. His it name is Zach Orth. Classic seventh heaven hair. Yeah, I'm trying to look. Oh, he was on Veep. I mean, I, and I should say while I'm looking all these up, they're all in every David Wayne movie. Oh, <laughs> and, really? And David Wayne TV show. Like, Aww. you know, like so they're all either in like role models or... I never saw it, but they made this movie with Paul Rudd called Wanderlust. Have you ever heard of that? I've heard of yeah, it. Yeah, I've never seen but it, but I've heard of it too. Yeah, yeah, nothing like starring, but in a lot of no. stuff for sure. And then I uh, have... He was in Baz Luhrmann's Romeo and Juliet. Oh. And then I have one question. Um, actually, I should have mentioned this after you re- uh, mentioned you recognized the voice of that kid. Uh-huh. Is the voice of the can... That talks to Christopher Maloney, the Bob's Burgers guy. Yep, yes, I knew it. I knew I, it. I was going to wait till we got there to bring it up. But yeah, it's H. John Benjamin. Whoa. Um, yeah, yeah. I was like, I didn't think you were going to get it except the fact that uh, Christopher Maloney's character was named Gene. Because he says Gene like six times. Like when he's talking, he's like, Gene, listen to me. Gene, Whoa. stop it. And like when he says that, you hear Gene from Bob's Burgers. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. I'm going to do a little side sample right here. But, you know. I said I hear my buds in class. I gotta go and tell my buds, see how his grades are. I gotta go. Go away! Leave me alone! Gene, now hold on. Look, I don't care what you do in your private time, but don't lie about it. I mean, you clearly said smear mud on my ass. And I'll tell you something. If you want to smear mud on your ass, smear mud on your ass. Just be honest about it. Look, Gene, I've never told anyone this before, but I can suck my own dick, and I do it a lot. There, I said it. I was honest. And you know what, Gene? Being honest makes you feel better. Gene. Bob. All right, enough. Enough. Uh, I'm not doing this. Yes, you are. No, I... Oh, my uh, God. Oh, he's God. really good. Uh, he's good. Oh. He's not good, uh, Lynn. He's not good, Lynn. He's good. I don't know. Gene. I like what? Bob. Lynn. Lynn. What? Gene. Lynn. Stop. Lynn. Gene. I'm leaving. Oh, he's so cute. Yeah, you can That's hear it perfectly. So cool. <laughs> uh, yeah, good good catch, good catch. Nice. Yeah, that was H. John Benjamin. Proud of me for that one. <laughs> they knew his voice was gold even back then. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Did you know, do you know who Michael Ian Black is? The one who played Barry Cooper's like lover? No. Oh, you don't know him? Yeah, he's he's in a lot of stuff too. He he's the most directly tied with Michael Showalter and David Wayne, like the creators. Mm-hmm. They were even though the state was a lot of people, they were like the three kind of like heads of it in a sense. And then the the three of them after this movie created another comedy group called Stella, and they had a TV show on Comedy Central for a while called Stella, and like they did. Uh, YouTube videos and and did tours as Stella, oh. and so he, they're they, he he's the most like, even though he's not credited as a writer, he's like their comedy partner as well. Like the oh. three of them are kind of like a, a trio. So yeah, I was curious because you were naming the other people you didn't know. So uh, it's like, yeah, yeah, but he's very funny. No, I didn't know know him. Um, I did like how that storyline like panned out it's in so this movie. Fucking funny. <laughs> <laughs> it's so. <laughs> so yeah we'll just talk about it so yeah it's, they, they set it up what i like most about the 
like I said with the humor in this movie, how it's like give and take is my favorite humor is when they subvert the expectations of like yeah. what you expect. So it's it's a storyline where him and Bradley Cooper are secretly gay and they sneak off and have gay sex. And first off, they film it so aggressively, so it's so funny, especially for two thousand one. Like yes. I don't even think you see gay scenes like this with two guys nowadays. Like, I was gonna was- ask, is this like one of those movies that like the gay community's like yes probably you know? maybe i didn't yeah, i i again speak for him but probably and you know they're hiding it so you're and just 1981 so you're like all right yeah i see what's going on here and then his friends catch him and then they you know they even drop the f-bomb like so you really they're like oh, mckinley's a you know yeah and uh and then they find they're like we're gonna teach him a lesson and then they show him like that's it mckinley you're gonna get what you deserve and then they bring him a crate and barrel thing for for their wedding and they throw him a beautiful <laughs> wedding <laughs> like i'm sorry like i honestly i think if that was in a joke nowadays it'd be kind of hack because like people expect that like let's 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 do no, just be nice right. but for 2001 like in the american <laughs> pie era this joke was unheard of like <laughs> you would never go the route where everyone's accepting of the gay couple and buys them a beautiful gift and throws them a wonderful wedding <laughs> i just love that yeah it's time for you to get what you deserve <laughs> So. <laughs> like the first time you're like oh they're gonna prank him and shit yeah oh man yeah it's one of my favorite ones that and um the uh the baseball speech is one of my favorite scenes in the whole movie when oh my god yeah they, they build it up <laughs> i mean i'm just, I'm just honestly I, I i can't do it justice because i don't have it nearly memorized so i would put that clip in just right here today is the big culminating climactic softball game against evil camp tiger claw oh We have put together an unlikely team of misfits, and we've been trading like crazy all summer. Yeah, it's a motley crew that you'd think would never even be able to win a single game. We had a kooky training period where it seemed like, well, it seemed like nothing was going to go right. But guys, somehow we made it to the finals. So I say, when those anonymously evil campers from Tiger Claw get here, we give it our best shot. And we try to come from behind at the last minute with some weird trick play that we made up, and we win the game. What do you say, team? It sounds like pretty well-worn territory. The whole thing feels kind of trite. I say we forget it. Is that how everybody feels? Yeah. yeah. Pretty much. Well, it's fine with me. I can... So listen, um... I just was <laughs> it was that one really got me too. Just, just when they talk to the other team and they're like, Yeah. Yeah, he's like, he's like Oh, it's cool. Yeah, it's totally cool, guys. <laughs> But I just love what, what was it? Oh yeah, you know, and he's like going play by play through the whole thing, and then he's just like, you know, and then at the last second we're gonna win using a trick shot that we barely practiced. This <laughs> and that. It seems kind of trite. Yeah, yeah, like, hey, we've been there already. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, like I feel like that was them playing on like the bad news bears, like of it all, you know. So yeah, and that's what's funny. Like this is like a parody of like a genre that I feel like isn't even that big. Like I can't even name like many camp movies. You know, like it almost. Like, when I think of camp movies, I almost more think of horror movies like Friday the 13th and Sleepaway Camp. I don't think this is a camp. I thought they were playing, like, off of different versions. Like, that that's a sports movie to me more so than a camp movie. Well, yeah, that is. But I'm saying, like, the 
the genre itself. Like they would say, like we're parroting camp movies of the '80s, but like unless there were more that weren't popular, because I was mm-hmm. didn't grow up then, so I don't know them. But like I know Meatballs was a big. Uh, that's a Bill Murray movie. That was a big inspiration for them. Uh-huh. But yeah, I can't think of like too many. Like in a sense where if you were like, we're parroting slashers, I could think of a hundred to name. Like, all right, right, you got Jason, you got Michael, you got Freddy. Like you have a lot to choose from. But like when you're like, we're parroting camp, it's hard for me to like figure out what that is exactly. Uh-huh. So it, it, yeah, it's, it's I don't know, it, I that's see. all I have to say. It's just an interesting thought. Meet me at the picnic table. Oh, that's when uh, David Hyde Pierce, when he has the plan to stop this, this, this spaceship, and he's like, we have no time. Meet me at the picnic table in 10 oh, seconds. Yeah. <laughs> and then she gets there and, like, shit's set up, and the kids are already <laughs> there. <laughs> I was like, wow, they really... That's when I was like, okay, now I know what this movie is. Really? That was, like, towards the end. Right? No, I know, but, like, I, I was just like, okay, they're going to go that far yeah, with it. Yeah. Like, just the, <laughs> the camera literally pans. Well, I mean... I mean, we're, we haven't even touched on one of the most famous sequences, and I think that's where it really shows its colors, but when they go to town. Oh, That's the best yeah. sequence in the movie. I was like, what's happening? <laughs> we're going to town. And just the, the 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 ramping up of breaking rules. Like, first, like, they all get French fries, you know, and they're like, ah, we're eating French fries. And you're like, oh, okay, they go to town. Then they're, like, having a cigarette and smoking a joint. Then they just take some beers. It's like, we'll have to rob in the elderly and doing heroin. Oh, it's the best. Yeah, when they were punching the elderly, I was like, all right. <laughs> That's what I was going to say. Like, at that point, you got to know it's not yeah. a real movie. Like, everything setting up Janine Garoppolo's character wouldn't punch an old lady. But, yeah, it just... The absurdity of it all. The way they filmed the heroin scene was so funny too. It's like so it's not that it's real, but like they, they all look real ugly. Like yeah. they don't make it look like And then they're just perfectly normal when they're going back to camp. Uh, I love going to camp. I mean I love going to town. Even if it's just for an hour. You know? <laughs> <laughs> so I just love dumb. the way they're all like, let's go to town. Woo! It's all they do heroin in town. Yeah, that's another that's another fantastic sequence. Paul Rudd uh, having to pick up the forks and knives and the spoon and plate. Oh my uh, god! That's all. It's all visual, so it's not even. It's hard to talk about. But Paul Rudd is so good. He's good at everything. Everything, <laughs> and he looks the same today. You know, like yeah. I feel like. Oh, anyway. I think I think Paul Rudd deserves the accolades and credit and and projects that that we award Ryan Reynolds. Oh, absolutely. I think he can do any of that stuff way better and more naturally and less annoying oh (laughs) i just think he has way more variety exactly yeah like he could yeah yeah more range i should say yeah but uh yeah we didn't mention this other guy yet paul rudd's girlfriend the guy who is after paul rudd's girlfriend (laughs) oh michael uh the the, like the main character yeah the main character (laughs) i've never seen him in any that's michael showalter he's the guy who wrote the movie oh snap yeah yeah yeah. cool yeah yeah uh, he acts and stuff sometimes, but he's mostly behind the uh, scenes. I really liked him. Yeah, he's good. He made uh, me laugh a lot. Classic bowl cut. Yeah, yeah, yeah classic bowl cut. So I cut all my Oz because I had nothing good to say there. Mm-hmm. Um, no, yeah, he's very funny. Um, he actually directed um, Kumail's movie, The Big Sick. Oh, yeah. turn up. Yeah, he directed that. And he directed the um, the other one we watched with Kumail and Issa Rae. Oh, They're on the runs birds. or whatever. Yeah, yeah. Where all the trailers... Mo- ruined his movie yeah <laughs> yeah so yeah he's him just like david wayne like he's he's gone on to do a bunch of stuff um but he's he's been he's a little bit more of uh, on the performing side i think maybe just eh, maybe not maybe just because this movie 
But yeah, yeah, I guess we didn't talk about him at all, which is hilarious. Because <laughs> if there was a main character movie, it would be him. Yeah, I mean, yeah, I think it's one of the main plots. But I even love like of- the setup of uh, in the beginning when when you hear the the kid on the radio and he's like, "It's the last day of camp, kid. So if you have any unfinished business or if there's that one girl you've been pining over, today's the day." Like you know, like, you're yep. like lining up the movie. <laughs> uh, yeah, I, I loved uh, when him and. Um, Oh. And, and Katie are, are sitting in the barn with the sweaters. <laughs> I was so... It's <laughs> <laughs> like, are you cold? Yeah. It's <laughs> just like... Just, like the image of them in different sweaters. And then when he was just like... He's like, I like your sweaters. He's like, yeah, me too. I'm going to need it back. Right now? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and now she has no sweaters. She's got clothes. So I hate it. I love it. <laughs> I did. I did appreciate... The moments of randomness in this movie. Um, one of them being that I noted down just the Jamaican runner during Capture of the Flag. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> what the hell? <laughs> I do appreciate uh, the random, yeah, like all the random humor. Just how, yeah, like how completely. I mean, the fact that they're talking can of vegetables. Yeah, <laughs> it's just, what? What are we doing? <laughs> the Molly Shannon storyline's also pretty hilarious. Like, like the kid they got to play, that boy, is he's so good. Like, oh, my the God. Supportive, the supportive Yeah, he's a full-on adult <laughs> in a The way he's, like, massaging body. her neck and shit. She's like, oh, your hands are magic. <laughs> <laughs> and Judah Freelander ends up being her, her uh, ex-husband from 30 Rock. Oh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I was surprised I recognized him without the baseball cap. Really? Who, who else could look like that? I know. <laughs> <That's true. laughs> I will say it's a little hard to talk about this movie because it's so random that it's like, I feel like we're just doing the Chris Farley. Like, you remember this? That's funny. <laughs> yeah, I, I agree. This movie is hard to talk about. But I guess the last scene that sort of stuck out to me or made me laugh was the fact that... Um, What's his name goes to save the kids, but you actually never see the saving. Oh, it's so low budget. Yeah. Just, oh, 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 yeah, you did it. And also that like there's enough time for him to like go back, come yeah. get them. Like, you know, and the kids are still like, ah. <laughs> I just, yeah, the, the, the tube in the water just not moving. All right. <laughs> come on, guys. Oh, so. That was fun. Even though, and it's like, yeah, like it's as stupid as all hell, but when. Jola truly is chasing Ken Marino on the bike, and like Ken Marino's just running, and you see him go like full speed, but he's never he never catches him. He's always right behind. Him. <laughs> uh, goofy. I want to say something smart, yeah. but I got nothing to say. I I just the amount of French kissing that had to happen on set was wild. Yeah, tons of it. <laughs> There was a lot of tongue in this movie. I mean, mainly from the one character. Yeah. There was a, there's a real funny. Well, two I think Paul Rudd and that girl. Oh yeah. Oh, and Elizabeth Banks too. Her and Elizabeth yeah, Banks, yeah, yeah. yeah. That's why it is funny that like the two of them playing a married couple in role models like ten years later that he directed, and I was like, ah, mm. oh, it's like a funny, a funny go-to. Um, one thing they did all say: not only was it raining in an area where it usually doesn't rain, it was uh, it was also way colder than it was planning to. It was oh, supposed no. to be. So like most of the girls were freezing most of the time, like when Gosh. they were in those doing those bikini scenes. Yeah, um, that sucks. I mean, I think everybody was freezing because even the guys are wearing almost nothing. Mm-hmm. So yeah, it wasn't like freezing, but it was cold and it was supposed to be. Like they they wanted to film it in the same weather that it was supposed to take place in. Yeah. Um. But yeah, it was uh this camp Camp Tawanda in Pennsylvania. That's where they. Oh, in it. Pennsylvania. Yeah. Mm. Um. Apparently, the camp was like 
thrilled about it at first because they were like, oh, they we're going to get great publicity, but they didn't read the script and then they were like not <laughs> thrilled about it. Like, they, they wanted their name like taken off. Oh, no. Yeah. Damn. Because uh, it was just like, because it's such like, you know, this, it's a camera. How can you kids. say yes? Oh, that's such a. <laughs> oh, movie cameras, you know? Like, yeah. I could just see it happening. It's <laughs> annoying. Read uh, the script, people. Seriously. Um, I don't even want to do the best worst. Right off the bat, I got one. Um, I just did best worst, like, actor slash character slash, like, performance. You know, Ooh. it's, like, like favorite in the movie. Um, for me, I, I just got to go Paul Rudd. I know you've already <laughs> sung his praises, but, like, he steals every scene. And that's what I judged it by because I think everyone makes me laugh in this movie for the most part. But, like, when it's a group scene, he steals it in my eyes. Mm. Like, he takes all the energy and, like, he's just so fucking funny in the movie. <laughs> um, and then I put Ken Marino as my runner-up. Oh, yeah. I, I thought he was just so good as playing Victor. He's that, pretty great. Yeah. And then worst. I, I hate to say worst because, like, I don't think anyone does a terrible job, but I put A.D. Miles, who plays the cook, just because I didn't think they gave him that much to do. I think he was just there to be the straight man to Christopher Maloney. Yeah. So, like, I, because his character just didn't have a lot of standout moments, that was my worst, but I don't think he did a bad job. And especially watching the behind the scenes, he seemed hilarious. Like, he seemed, like, the, so outgoing and funny, you know? Like, I was just like, oh, I don't think we got to see that in the movie. I agree with yeah. that. I agree with that worst. Yeah. I think for my best, I'm going to have to go with Amy Poehler's character. I really liked how yeah. into the, the making this perfect musical theater show she I had a feeling you were going to like the small, ta- <laughs> small time theater yeah. aspect of it. And it was, like, Leslie Nope light, you it know? Was, <laughs> she yeah. was so into it. <laughs> <laughs> That's pretty good. And then for my worst, that's hard to. I, I'm I'm in the same boat as you, whereas like no one's like everyone. No one stood out great. like oh this person sucked, you know. Yeah, like, I might I might just pick yours. Eighty miles. Yeah. 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 I feel bad. Like yeah, because everyone else I could think of like a specific moment they had, and every time I think of him, it's because of Christopher Maloney. Like right. he, he's the one who always questions them. Like, would you just say? Yeah. So you're gonna fondle your sweaters? <laughs> <laughs> But I, I, w- I know I, n- I named um, Amy Poehler's character as my best, but I think runner-up for me is kind of a duel. It's the, the camp director and Frasier. Oh, yeah. They're, they're so good together. <laughs> I'm calling him Frasier now. <laughs> but I just really liked that storyline yeah. a lot. Dialogue-wise, she has the one line that always makes me laugh, and I don't know why, which is just like, if you if you wanted to attract the man, what, what would you wear? Like 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 pants? Like like a nice <laughs> pair of pants? And she, and she was like, no. And she's like, yeah, no, what? Like maybe, maybe like slacks or pants? <laughs> like, like she's so her inability to understand sexiness makes me laugh so hard. She's just like, how would you attract the man? A nice pair of pants? <laughs> Going to the library to oh like my God. learn the astrophysics books <laughs> next to the camp directing books. So camp directing books was hilarious. <laughs> yeah. oh. I love when they both asked the same. Like, what would I find a book on camp directing? <laughs> <laughs> library. Oh, <laughs> I have know, one more. I don't. Okay, I just did best words like gag, or like scene. Ooh. You know, like like in terms of comedy. Oh man. And mine's impossible. I believe I put four as my best, and we've already <laughs> talked about them. Um, I think my, the best, I think, and we did talk about it for me is the, the r- reveal of Michael Ian Black and, and, uh, Bradley Cooper's friends finding out they're gay. Mm. Like, it's just, I just, I remember, I truly didn't see it coming in 2001. Like, again, like I said, nowadays it's probably a little safe to do that joke and it would yeah. be a little corny, but back then it was the opposite of safe to do that joke. 
Uh, but yeah, the, like ba- the baseball team uh, going to town and Paul Rudd killing kids. Those are all just <laughs> my favorites. It's more the way he throws them out of the van. Like, that's yeah. Just, and they do it twice. <laughs> oh my God. I was not expecting the kids. Oh my God. And even just, I was reminded in the trailer too, they're killing kids all over this camp. They're like, when the camp director's like, oh, um, two kids got stuck in a tree. I forgot to tell you yesterday. Could you take care of yeah, that today? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> exactly it's amazing yeah do you have a best gag i it might have to be that capture the flag oh yeah because <laughs> it caught me so off guard <laughs> faster than everyone else <laughs> yeah it's pretty good uh and yeah i don't and then for worst i had a pr- i i again I, I couldn't really nail one thing but i i will say I mean, i've always had this kind of thought i think that ending is a little bit of a missed opportunity just as a whole like i don't find what they do at the talent show mm-hmm. all that funny like I, I you know the old time comedian bit like i get the joke is that he sucks and everyone thinks he's hilarious but it goes on a long time and then i thought the song like just i don't know it wasn't the funniest like climax to the movie mm-hmm. in a movie where so many crazy things were happening like when, when the kid guy's moving the wind with his hands like it's yeah. not bad but I, I just i'm not like busting my guts laughing like i feel like i I could have been compared to some other scenes i see so for me always like just the talent show ending in general falls a little flat Mm, interesting Um, but but then the very very end is still funny when you see molly shannon the boy going they're gonna get married like all that shit is still i don't think the the very end of the movie is funny but yeah that little bit yeah 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 um, i could see where you said yeah honestly i think for me it's it was sort of the whole um cook situation oh yeah because it was weird and i think if christopher wasn't in the role i would have you would have not liked any of it exactly so i think it's really just christopher that carried that whole bit for me fair yeah i don't know yeah i could see that if it wasn't him and h john benjamin doing the voice yeah maybe i would be like less like oh this is so funny yeah yeah because that's usually not my humor at all like that's i always say like i'm not i'm not that into like the adult swim style of humor and like a talking can of beans and humping a fridge is very Tim and Eric style. That's not really me. Hmm. Yeah. So I'll um, give you that. Humping a fridge. I forgot about that. <laughs> but he learns He learns to stand up for what he believes in. <laughs> okay. <laughs> cool. Um, I'm excited for some Beyond the Credits. Sweet. Um, I didn't write anything for this because there's already two TV shows exploring this and uh so i figured we just talk about them like yeah like i didn't have anything to no, I plus, wanted... they're not real characters so deciding where they're gonna be after this doesn't really matter for sure no i was more interested in where the series pickup like takes it yeah so the the first show um wait the first show yeah there's two shows and i haven't really watched a lot of the second one um wait so is netflix the first or the second they're one? both on netflix oh wow yeah, yeah okay um the first one was the one that we went to the thing promoting so that was uh it's called first day of camp and it literally is just the, this is the last day of camp so the whole tv show is the whole first day of camp uh but a new year not... no no no. the first it's a prequel to the oh movie. wow that's so, awesome so but they're even, older they're all way older and they're playing like two months younger that's which funny. is even funnier so <laughs> like certain people it's funny because like Paul Rudd and Bradley Cooper look exactly the same, and everyone else looks older. It's <laughs> kind of funny. Like Elizabeth Banks is probably the third one who looks closest to what she looked like back then. Uh-huh. But um, it's like, especially like uh, Michael Showalter who played Coop. Like, I'm not trying to be mean, but he did gain a lot of weight, oh, and no. so like it's so funny just to see like a big fat Coop, like you know, because he's so thin and like young in this one. Yeah. <laughs> um. Yeah. So it's very funny. So it takes place. Uh, 
the whole season is one day, just like this movie's all one day, and it's the first day of camp. And what? it's basically setting up everything that happens in this movie. I love this one day thing. Yeah. <laughs> so um, much in one day. And there's so much. Like, you find out H. John Benjamin was the old camp director, and then he he fell in a bit of sludge and and he that's how he became the, the can of beans or the can of vegetables like like they they, pre, they okay. do all that you know people always make fun of prequels for going out of their way to explain shit doesn't need to be explained yeah this do, this does that <laughs> like in a funny way where they're like all right well you know and it gets it gets real silly and like michael schulter plays michael uh ronald reagan like it's like a whole it's a whole thing um, but everybody comes back, which is really cool. I can't really think of anyone who doesn't come back. I mean, not the little, little kids, but, right. but all the, the main people come back. That's fun. Um, but do they, like, keep some of the notable kids? Like, the kid that doesn't shower? Like, do you remember? Uh, they recast him. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, so they keep the With- character, but a, a, another young kid. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. But honestly, he's the only real... No- what other notable young kid? Besides the I one mean, who marries Molly Shannon, but... And uh, the announcer kid, which I guess is not really that's that same, notable. It's the same kid. No, the one who's like, dinner time! Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Sorry, when you said announcer, I was thinking oh, yeah, of the yeah, yeah. radio announcer. Uh, I don't remember. So I did watch all the episodes of this, uh, and like I said, I liked it a lot. Like, you have to like the movie to like the show. I don't think if you don't like the movie, the show's going to win you over. It's, right. not, it's not good in that sense, but it's great if you already like this movie. But I will say, you know, that was 2015. It's 2022 right now. I forgot a good amount of it. Mm. So I rewatched the first two episodes so far, and I'm like, all right, I'm going to watch the rest. I'm going to rewatch <laughs> oh, this. Oh, I want to wait for me. Yeah, yeah. I'll show you, <laughs> I'll show you the first one again. The first episode's great because it's like the, the comeback. Uh-huh. And they, they refilmed the opening with a campfire, but like at their current ages, you know, like it's, it's the exact same opening. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> it's pretty great. Are they still like doing all these French kissing? Um, yeah, pretty much. Wow. <laughs> and there are even some jokes that were so good from the show that I forgot and I thought they were in the movie. So when we were watching the movie this time, there were certain scenes where I was like, wait a minute, why didn't that happen? And I was oh. like, fuck, that's from the show. <laughs> and uh, so there was like, there's some stuff where I was just like, that's how, how much I think it fits in with the movie. That even though it obviously looks different, it's shot digitally in 2015 as opposed to a film in 2001. So yeah. it doesn't really like look exactly the same, but in terms of like they get everyone's dressed the same. Like the joke is that nothing looks the same, but like we're all pretending like they're younger. You know what I mean? Yeah. And they add some new cast members too, like uh, Jason Schwartzman's in it and like stuff like that. So they, they add some people as well. But yeah, so the whole show is the first day of camp and then you see how everything happens that turns into the last day of camp. Man, I can't believe Frasier came back. Um, Actually, he's not in it. Sorry. I, just, I know I just said everybody, but... Uh, or at least he wasn't in the two I watched. I can't remember now, but I don't recall him being in it. Damn. Because like, he's definitely older. You know what I yeah, mean? Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'm going to look it up really quick, but unless he comes in towards the later episodes, I, I he wasn't in the early ones, but I, I don't, my memory is that he actually doesn't come back because he's not like part of the camp. So I think it was easy to like write him out. But the camp director comes back, I assume. Yeah. But she meets him in, in the movie. I see. You know, it's not like, you know, like part of the, yeah, I see. Yeah. I guess she doesn't introduce herself until like the last day of camp. Yeah, so. exactly. That makes sense. Nope. I lied. He's in it. Oh, yay. Yeah. Yeah. Cool. So yeah, then then in fact they did get everybody. So yeah, they got everybody back for that. Um, yeah, unless my nostalgia is wrong, but I don't think it is. It's it was really good, real funny, um, and also just so funny to 
to make it a prequel and not a sequel. Yeah. Like to, to make it, they were already so old playing young, and now they're in their like late forties playing seventeen. It's so funny because I thought when you said that that it was going to be like them fulfilling because the easiest route is being like, oh, we made that promise at the end of camp that we would meet here in ten years. Yeah, exactly. Oh, I, I love that joke. <laughs> <laughs> Why do we get like nine? Let me say nine thirty. Oh, cool! I have somewhere to be at eleven. <laughs> I moved it twice. <laughs> you guys, I'm really gonna miss this place. Me too. Hey, let's all promise that in ten years from today, we'll meet again, and we'll see what kind of people we've blossomed into. Yeah. What time you want to meet? You mean ten years from now? Yeah. Let's meet in the morning so we can make a day of it. Okay, so what is it? Is it like 9 or 9.30? Well, let's say 9. That way we can be here by 9.30. Well, no, why don't we say 9.30 and then make it your beeswax to be here at 9.30? I mean, we're all going to be in our late 20s by then. I just don't see any reason why we can't be places on time. Okay, then. Settled. 9.30 it is. All agreed? Agreed. Agreed. Yeah. Agreed. agreed. Yeah. Great. Because I have something at 11. <laughs> that was a funny joke. Um, yeah, so then that is the premise of the next series. Oh. So then the series after that is 10 years later. And uh, that even opens with that scene. Um, that's the one that I didn't watch all of. My memory was I hated it. <laughs> like, I remember being like, because it came out right after the re the first reboot. Like, it was just like, I, it just felt like they were just like riding the wave, but they didn't actually have a good idea. Yeah. You know what I mean? That's and so interesting that they came so close together. Well, because it was like season two. Like, it was like. Oh, okay. okay. Yeah, yeah. They're oh, called... I thought you said. It sounded when you said it at first that it was two different series. Oh well, because Netflix characterizes them as limited series, I and so see. one's called "Wet Hot American Summer: First Day at Camp," and then "Wet Hot American Summer: Ten Years okay, Later." Okay, okay, okay. So in that sense, it's two different shows, but it's you know they came out within two years of each other. Gotcha, gotcha. Um, what I did get right about my memory of it was that way less people come back for it just because it's like you know this mm -hmm. was a big deal, like it's like the reunion, and then now it's like we're all famous. Um, so <laughs> one of the funniest jokes is that in the 10 years bradley cooper's character got a nose job and now he's played by adam scott because <laughs> bradley cooper didn't want to come back again <laughs> so adam adam scott's playing his character class um and then they add a couple of like they added some characters in the prequel show that weren't in the movie and so those guys come back so like it's a bit of a mix like you still get a lot of people back but it's not quite yeah it's not quite the same as like we're all here again um i and think that you get some flexibility with it being a reunion yeah yeah exactly and then, I don't know, from, for some reason, I just wasn't really into it. I watched the first episode back then, and, like, I just remember, like, being like, eh, I'm done. Like, we had the other show that was good. This one's not funny. Um, but maybe I was too harsh, because I watched the first one uh, while I was doing research of this, and, like, now I want to watch them all. <laughs> maybe I was just being, like, an asshole. Like, I don't know. Um, there also could have been, like, other TV shows happening at this exactly, time. Exactly, yeah, yeah. So I just was like, like, eh, do we really need more? And plus, like, with this kind of humor... It's the, it's the kind of reason why, like, I don't love the MacGruber show. I like it, but I don't love it. Where I think this kind of humor works better in a 90-minute movie as opposed to, like, e like episode after episode where, you know, it gets a little stale. Like, you, you, in order to come back every week, you kind of need, like, some plot. Yeah. So, I remember <laughs> while I really liked the first show, it's very silly, just like this movie. I just didn't have it in me for eight more silly episodes. Yeah. Where, like, anything could happen at any moment. But I'm definitely going to watch the whole thing now and reevaluate it. Cool. Because, um, you know, the first episode was funny enough. And, like, you know, then they go, it's all 90, 1991 jokes instead of 1981 jokes. <laughs> so, this is good. It's nice. Good. And then, yeah, since then, that was kind of, that was the last of it, which I think is fine. I don't really think this is something we need to do. If anything, maybe in another 10 years, you know, like, yeah. that would be funny. But I don't think it's something we need every year, What Hot American Summer. 
Um, cause like I said at the top, while I still love it, it was definitely like the least I laughed this time. Cause you know, t- things change, like your, yeah. your humor changes. I think I'll always love and have a special place for this, but yeah, it's, uh, I don't think this is something that we should be making constantly, like all, all the time. Okay. I you mean, know? you're kind of like, you got to keep it special. You got to keep the source special. Yeah. And that's kind of what made the first of the shows feel a little more special because it was so long after and it was like, oh my God, they had all these new ideas and mm-hmm. funny shit. Like the fact that there was jokes in the series that I thought were in the movie, like that's how much I think it like aligns. And then again, haven't really seen 10 years later, but I, I just remember being like, eh, it's funny, but it's not quite the same. Mm-hmm. But yeah, it's still good. still good. I'm, I'm, down to, I'm down to watch it. So just to wrap up my final, final, final thoughts here and tell you why I picked this one for you. Hey. Uh, but yeah, so this movie definitely holds more nostalgia for me than just pure, like, love, love. In, in, like, I, I mean, we already thought about it, but this isn't Dazed and Confused for me. <laughs> I love Dazed and Confused. This is just a very fun movie that reminds me of being younger. But with, like, spoof humor, you know, it's, it is often hit or miss. But as it's the case, every spoof movie I love, everything back from Airplane and even the other day we watched a little bit of Naked Gun. I love those movies. I still don't think all the jokes are funny. There's still, like, sometimes the stretches where I'm like, yeah, whatever. Um, and then even, I can't think of too many modern, modern, modern ones. And the most modern I can think of is already 10 years old. But, like, Walk Hard, the Dewey Cox story is one of my favorite, like, more modern spoofs with John John C. Riley. Hmm. And that one, too. It's I think it's hilarious, but sometimes I'm just not laughing because it's like there's a joke every five seconds and it's so broad. So that's why I don't trust this movie too harshly. There are times where I'm truly like, I don't find that funny, but I don't care because it wasn't for me. There's something for me is around the corner. The right. pants line's coming, you know? <laughs> so yeah, I just like, I think I'm more just in love with like the spirit and the fun of this movie. Watching the documentary truly helps. Like you really just feel like you're there with these people, like all just like, hey, we, we just want to be funny. Like that's all they wanted to do, you know? Um, and then also it's, this kind of just marks that end of that era of the 90s and 2000s where indie films were huge. And you could just be a director who did a, did a Kevin Smith where you put save up, you know, half a million dollars, make a cheap movie, and someone might buy it, like Miramax. Like, like movie studios were looking for shit like that because that's how they were finding the next young directors. It was just a small little boom. That's that's how Tarantino started, how Robert Rodriguez started. You know, a lot mm-hmm. of people were doing that. And then it just doesn't really work that way anymore. There's just not that kind of money where you could risk your whole life to film something and hope someone will buy it and then get it released and make a career out of it right um you're better off just making youtube shit and getting found like that so this to me just i'm not gonna say it's the last one but it was definitely coming to an end around when this movie got made of this like let's get our friends together pool our money make a funny movie and hopefully the world will like it like it happened with super troopers too around this time and like it's fun that's why i like it because it just kind of marks the end of that time and i've always kind of liked that time and yeah you know, i always love low budget movies i love when or i'm not gonna say i love low budget movies but i love when they're low budget but they find a way to get like the heart in and still make it good even though they don't have the same resources that another movie might have and so i just thought like that kind of camp kind of like low budget theater aspect of it of like people coming together to make something was going to appeal to you um i knew for sure you weren't going to find a good amount of the humor funny but i knew you'd find a good amount of it funny as well uh, I just knew some of the more mean-spirited stuff. You probably wouldn't find that funny. But I was really banking on the, the cast. That was the main thing to, to get you to get you to love it. And then I was just kind of hoping the f- harsh lefts and rights this movie takes was just going to be just enough to be like, to make you be like, this is crazy. <laughs> um, but in my heart of hearts, I will say, I don't think you love this movie. <laughs> but, <laughs> but Masha, 
<laughs> you can you can tell me if I'm wrong. Do you love what I love? I love it. Well, you were right on some things, you know. I definitely was blown away by the cast. Humor didn't hit me all the time, but the jokes that did, they were pretty funny. Um, definitely wasn't expecting. I think the funniest experience for me watching this movie was just not knowing that it was a spoof movie. Yep. And that I wouldn't I will not be able to experience again. So in that sense, that kind of takes away a lot of the like yeah, you're right in your heart of hearts. I don't love yeah, this movie. It's fine. I, I, I didn't really expect you to either, to be honest. But I did appreciate it. And like I mentioned at the top, Linkladder could learn a little bit from this. Like I mentioned at the top, that's a false statement. I'm just kidding. No, but I, I guess I, I, am enjoy, I did enjoy this um, more than I did like a, a Dazed and Confused. And I think a lot of that is attributed to the spoofiness of it, the humor. And just the crazy right twists and turns. Um, the one also, I think what's hitting me with a movie like this is just, and I hate to call this out, but just like it's a very white movie. Oh, you yeah. know? <laughs> and I did unfortunately notice like a Confederate flag in the movie. <laughs> oh, like so I was like, camp? God damn That's, it. Yeah. You know, like I was just like, all right, so this is weird. Okay. Um, yeah. So I don't know. Not that that has anything to do with, like, me loving this movie or not. Like, obviously love movies that yeah, I mean, happen to have all white cast, but, like, you know. Yeah, but I... Yeah, 100%. Obviously, yes, you are right. But, like, when, when it's something like this where it's, like, it's truly a group of, like, friends, I wouldn't want them to be, like, oh, let's add a black person oh, for the sake not. of... So it doesn't look so white. Like, I'd rather have the genuine representation of what these guys were, like, you know, I agree. this and that. But yeah, I, I mean, I, I get it. Like, you know, it, it nowadays I feel like they wouldn't even like let it happen. They, you know, they, yeah. they, but, but, um, but I'm taking it for what it is. I'm taking the full indie yeah. approach, you know, in the times. That's I think, what it I think is. it's different when it's a studio movie where they like, if the studio's like, listen, we can't have too many black people because it's not going to sell. Right. Like, that's a problem. This was not a studio this movie. Was, yeah. This was like, if they happen to have black friends who are like, I just feel like they didn't know that many black people, which yeah. isn't a great thing, but I'm just saying like, it's yeah. probably just the truth. I'm like the kids couldn't be, you know, like, <laughs> but also it was a Jewish camp. Oh, okay. I guess, you know, and it's sense. based on their going to Jewish camp. So not that there's not black Jews, but like, yeah, I think I could... it's mostly curly haired white kids. Right. <laughs> All that to say, like that was a bummer, but I mean, it, the, the movie is what it is. And I appreciate it for what is, what it is. Um, I did enjoy, the watch so yeah it's, a, it's, a nice, I, it's just not a love for me. yeah yeah i agree and even for me like i said it's a lot of it's nostalgia i don't know if i could love it if i saw it at 30 at 32 mm -hmm. you know like yeah it's it's just like i was the right age to see it and i happen to love all these performers yeah i uh, think the show is great like if the show wasn't great maybe i would never even gotten i'm back excited to, to watch the show with yeah you. yeah it is the same though, so don't don't expect no, like. No, but no, but I'm saying like I'm excited to watch just to see like these actors so relive their roles, you know. Yeah, <laughs> it's so funny. So that that's gonna be that's gonna be a fun ride. Oh, I got to give it to Michael Ian Black too. He looks really, he still looks really good. Oh yeah, like, he looks like he could almost be the same. Ah, uh, nice. Um, but yeah, a lot of the other ones. <laughs> oh boy, oh, excited man. to see Christopher Maloney. Oh oh. oh. I don't know what that is. It's my CSI. Uh, 
We are CSI. And that's... Don't mess with us, criminals, because we are CSI. <laughs> not even... You're the worst. Is that how it ends? No. <laughs> and it's at the top of the... You're getting everything wrong. Like, just the perfect amount of things wrong, and I hate it. Anyway. Uh, <laughs> wet, hot American summer. Yeah. Oh, snap. And I... This is the first time I've ever sat through the credits. I never heard that banging-ass fucking hip-hop track by Chubb Rock about Wet Hot American oh. Summer. I don't know how the hell they got Chubb Rock to do some fucking <laughs> OG song for this shit. It was fucking fire. Yeah. Yeah, look up the Chubb Rock. Someone else, it was featuring Chubb Rock. I don't know who the actual artist was, but look up. It's called, like, like something about Wet Hot Summer. Yeah. No, can the song close us out? It's, pop- it's popping. Yeah, I think so. I think so. We'll do the outro, and then we'll close out with the little Chubb Rock. Yeah. All right, folks, that's our show. Thank you so much for listening. If you enjoy our podcast, be sure to subscribe and tell a friend. Also, if you have the time, take a moment to rate and review. Every bit of feedback helps. I'm Masha. And I'm Andy, and I hope you love what I love. When I'm known for good times like J.J. Walker, I'm TNT. I get a Smash. from the beat, the street, they love me. Keeping it tight, inviting all my people equal, equal. See, out of the disco, just run a New York to Frisco. It's a wet, 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 hot summer in America. Too hot to handle, too cold to hold. This summer it would all unfold. You gotta get what I get, what get a what get got somewhere in America. One for the money, two for the time. Come on, y'all, let's rock this rhyme.